Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. My friends and I are hanging out this weekend, and I'm on cooler duty. These seltzers and sparkling wines are the coolest. They'll make you the king of the cooler. Oh, that sounds good. Wow, I can fill my cooler without emptying my wallet? Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly, B21. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you? Hi, this is Jim, the Keys bartender, coming to you from Key Largo once again. And uh, I'm using a powered mic today because I am always looking for a better sound uh, to deliver the show. You know, and I'm trying to keep keep a rein in the ooms and ahs that I do all the time and shit like that. But uh, we'll see how that works out. I just did it. I did ah, uh, ah. Uh. Instead of um, I don't get it. Um, ah. Uh. I mean, James Brown, practically, the singer, uh, practically made a career out of using um, ah, uh, and all that stuff. But in a speaker or a TV show, that's not necessarily the best thing. I It is, once again, and I always say it is a beautiful day. It's uh, Probably it's a little cooler today than yesterday. I'm looking out the window. I should go outside. I'm going to take my dog for a walk shortly. It's 9.30 a.m. It's muggy. It's an upper 60s muggy. And for me, that's short sleeve and shorts. You know, always pants. Always pants. You know, they say no shoes, no shirt, no service. You know, there's people. It's funny down here in the Keys. You hear stories all the time. There, there are people that don't wear pants. Lots of them. Um, not a lot. Lots. More, more so than the size of the population would dictate. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, so, you know, a lot of naked people getting arrested down here for inappropriate. And not just during Fantasy Fest, which we didn't have this year. Where we didn't have the uh, uh, loads of body painted people. Which a lot of times it's a beautiful thing. You know, you have these beautiful bodies with these lovely art on it. And you have the less than, let's say, I don't want to be judgmental, aesthetically beautiful bodies. We do less than aesthetically beautiful bodies with body paint. But I guess with the less than aesthetically beautiful body, you have more area to show your art. Right? So that's... uh, you know, hopefully with the vaccine distribution, we'll be able to get to a modicum of normalcy here in the United States, in the world, to be able to do that. You know, it's funny. We, um, 
while we're thinking, while my family and I are thinking to my wife, she has property there and family, a lot of family there. And she likes to go back, you know, every so often. It's, you know, it's kind of a drag that we don't have the the resources to necessarily go for two months. So the 10-day quarantine is a hardship on us for people that don't have the time investment. So there's wealthier people with better resources. I'm not poo-pooing that. I could have. Here, here, I'm going to sound like so. I, if I had put the nose to the grindstone earlier, I would have more resources to be able to do that now. Now I'm putting the nose to the grindstone more so today with the podcast. I know, Jim, what are you doing? You're making a lot of money? No, not yet, but I'm endeavoring. And I have my notary stuff. I'm working on that. I'm a notary down here. If you're a new listener, uh, a notary in Florida just like notaries everywhere in the United States, they authorize signatures or, or validate signatures on legal documents. And they're also and loan documents, which is a legal document. I guess that's redundant. And they can officiate uh, wedding solemnizations or wedding ceremonies. So you would apply for a license and a notary can perform the the ceremony, which makes it, you know, it's easier than if we advertise, you don't normally, if you want to get married someplace, you know, uh, like in Las Vegas, you get justice of peace and stuff like that. So I, I've set up a Facebook page and I have a website, which I have to address more. I have to probably get on there because I'm intending to, uh, you know, with the, for a, a very small investment, I'm able to, you know, get a good return. Now, it's not uh, the kind of return like a really good stock thing, which we're going to get a little later, into a little later, but uh, it is something. I'm contemplating getting into a more lucrative and higher volume uh, business called a signing agent. And it's what a signing agent does is uh, gets uh, loan documents together for mortgages and stuff like that. But it's more, there, there's a lot more signatures that get involved into it and there's other things. So I have to do a little training for that. And I've, what I tend to do, because what I, uh, this is just what I tell people about making extra money. You don't want to, you don't want to lay out a lot of money in investment for a job that you may not yield that much income, unless it's something, unless it's a labor of love, right? Which is kind of, that is pun intended because the labor of love means your notaries can solemnize weddings. You get, you are injecting yourself into, wow, that is a bad visual, injecting yourself into a marriage. But, you know, there is injection involved marriages in somewhat. I'm going to get off that point. That's not what I wanted to talk about. What I meant is, um, down here in the Keys, you have a multiple. I, li- I like to have multiple uh, income streams. Now, you know, I'm a spin instructor, and spin allows me to have a free membership and also gain a little income from that. And it motivates me to take care of myself because 
you know, given my druthers, if I'm not a spin instructor, I don't really worry about that. Once you get to be 57, I don't worry about being in perfect shape. But as a spin instructor, it's important to be able to uh, at least maintain an image that what you're doing is good for your health. <laughs> so, you know, and that helps with me, uh, you know, watching what I eat, going to the gym and doing things like that. Back to what I was talking about. I'm going to pause this for one second. I left the music on way too loud over in the background. So I'm going to, maybe you, wait, maybe you don't mind. I'm going to, I'm going to cover up the mic so I'm not yelling into it. Alexa, turn down the volume. There we go. I put on light classical music in the background. So it's just like, Something I like to have. Sometimes it's light jazz. Sometimes 70s rock. Sometimes alternative music. Who knows? I like that sitting in the background. It's something that sets the tone for the evening. So, uh, I guess we got beyond that revenue streams and things, the alternate thing. Then the podcast, which I'm working right now to maintain sponsorships. Uh, maintain sponsorships. Obtain. I have to obtain sponsorships in order to sustain sponsor, uh, uh, sustain sponsorships. So I'm looking to do that. But right now, you know what? I can just promote that. And if you are a listener of uh, the Keys bartender and you do come down at Keys and you find yourself that you want to have a wedding salamized, uh, I would be happy to... Uh, you know, if we after you know discussion about, I'd like to know that you're a listener. I just don't want people to come down and hear. Well, if you tell this guy that you listen to his podcast, he'll marry marry you for free. Well, no, I need to hear your. I need to uh, get from you a reference to podcast. I'd like to see, and I can tell if you were listening because I get demographic information. So I would like you know all you have if you want a. Uh, free wedding is to uh, download every episode right and share it with your friends not every episode you downloaded and write a review you're going to have to write a review too on iTunes positive review because I'm not going to do your wedding if you give me a negative review yes I know that is that poor business I don't know but uh, today, I have that planned. I'm enhancing my revenue stream. It's been going pretty good, uh, 2021 so far, and in the key. So if you're, I'm, I'm not moving away from bartending. I'm just making myself more available to do the other things. I still always want to bartend because obviously, if I'm not a bartender, how would I be, how would I be able to do, I'd have to just do old man from the keys or becoming an old man in the keys. I don't know what that would be. Old keys bartender. So now you get, um, you get sometimes I try to be motivational and stuff like that because you know what? We're in the keys. I got a good life and stuff like that. I got a lovely family. I am fortunate. You know, every, it's not all about money. It's not all about driving cars, big cars and stuff like that. You have to have the satisfaction first in your private life before 
Yeah, well, not necessarily. You know, financially, I guess it's good to become financially self-sufficient, which I am financially self-sufficient. I'm working hard and stuff. But I would like to become more so, you know. Who wouldn't? Who who necessarily? I I have everything I need. Well, I I am uh, working on that. And you say, hey, Jim, it's a little late, 57 years old. And I say, it's never too late. Never too late. I wasn't, my goal in life is not to retire. My goal in life is to have a good life. And work is not a four-letter word to me. Work is a aspiration. It's a job. It's an, it's an avocation. Doing something you love. Finding a challenge. Doing something that you think you might do well. I mean, that's great. And get paid for it. And if you do it really well, then you be you can be compensated outside, above the norm for that field. Like the best doctors in the world get the highest fees. I mean, anybody, the best dentists, the engineers, the best singers. I'm going to the best football players. I'm going to everything. The only people that don't seem to get compensated very well when they're really good are teachers. I mean, they get some benefits and stuff like that. People always say shit. I know teachers only work nine months out of a year and blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, yeah, teachers aren't compensated. You can have the greatest teacher in the world next to a person that's just adequate. Or below average. And because of the way the system's set up, you know, they, yeah, I understand. I understand sometimes people say, listen, you have to have a modicum of standardization for compensation for teachers. And you don't want to have people to incentivize people because sometimes people work the systems with tests and shit like that. So if standardized tests, you let your kids, you help your kids get high grades and show an improvement, you could get a benefit from it. I'm talking about the demonstrably great teachers don't make a lot more money. A great bartender can make scads more money than a bad bartender. They can. And I'm sure there's always the exception to the rule. You know, you have a hot girl who's bartending and she just makes a lot of money. Or a hot guy. And they make a lot of money because they're in a place and they value the way they look over their skill. I, uh, I'm i not holding myself as the paradigm or the model for the perfect bartender. I never said that. I never said that. Uh, I... I am the Keys bartender when it comes to the podcast. I'm not the Keys bartender, the pinnacle of achievement in Keys bartender here in the Keys. I don't need that. I'm good. I'm good in my niche. I'm friendly. I'm welcoming. I'm knowledgeable. I'm funny. So, and I have a modicum of, you know, my appearance is acceptable. Some people would put me higher. More people put me higher than they put me lower. So, you know, I have a healthy, it sounds like I have a healthy uh, 
sense of self-worth uh, when it comes to that. Now, when it comes to being a notary, I am coming along with that. It takes a while because you got to get familiar with these documents. The documents are all close. So I'm, I'm saying I'm on average to above. I'm really, I think I'm really have the raw skills to be a great wedding officiant because I'm flexible with this th- things, uh, with the ceremony. I'm not locked into anything. And I can be enthusiastic. And I can also probably be, I mean, if they want me to be solemn, I can be solemn too. So it'd be great. I mean, it'd be kind of weird. They let you solemnize weddings, but you can't officiate at a funeral. But that, you know, maybe they get notaries say, well, listen, you need a notary at a funeral because you can go and look at it and say, that guy's definitely dead. Okay, and here's the signing of it. No, you need a medical examiner for that. You don't need a notary for that. I digress. Okay, now I'm giving Jim. People say, uh, I, someone mentioned something to me uh, yesterday. They said, Jim, I heard you giving advice on life skills and how to look at life and things like that. But you know, about an hour ago, I heard you say to a regular who came back, who I'm very tight with, he, uh, you said to him, you, your words were, are you going to take that kind of insult from a guy that looks like an orangutan's ball sack or nut sack or ball bag or bean bag? I'm not sure exactly what it said, but it was perfect timing for that. And let me put it in context. There were a group of people at the bar, regulars, We were surrounded by regulars. I think there was only two people that weren't uh, that regular, but they they knew me. Um, One of our Snowbirds couples comes back, uh, Tim and Alice, and I love them. And Tim, by choice, has no hair. And he's very vociferous, open about not having hair, making fun. And he'll he'll cast lighthearted, Insults, and I thought that was a lie. And he told some. He said to somebody who is a regular, also and a friend. He said something about how he looks, right, with in front of his wife. And I said, "Are you going to sit there and take that from a guy that looks like a orangutan's ball sack? Because he has a red, angry red head, and well, I mean, it could be an orangutan's." Butthole too, which I've been. But but ball bag, bean bag probably was better. And people say, "Well, Jim, how do you know?" I said, "Well, every nature show you're watching, you see, you see that stuff. Orangutans are like that, or baboons, or whatever stuff. I could have said bamboo, but orangutan was more appropriate because of the bright red. And I don't think hurling friendly insults in a bar atmosphere is." Uh, incongruent with being a motivational person because I will at the end of that uh, interchange and before they left I make sure people say you know I'm glad you're back I missed you and stuff like that but that's you know some that's what some guys do to each other and girl, you know friends guy I have girls that are friend, uh, friends and we say shit back and forth to each other talk shit sometimes but you always got to make sure that you you know you have that when if your friends and family and people trade those lighthearted I know 
ball sack or something. Is that it? Is that an appropriate insult to say? Well, it was at the time. And I mentioned yesterday that I would love to have that arm thing where uh, quarterbacks use in the NFL. So when there's a, a lineup situation they see on the defense that they can call a play an audible, call an audible at the line, looking at it and say, but sometimes it pops up. You got like one second. How much time do you have? How much time do you really have to come back with the rejoinder, the French word rejoinder, the return, the comeback? You know, George Costanza said it. You know, how about, you know, the, I went to the jerk store and it's running out of you. And he, found, he had to think about that every day. You know, if you're not, if you don't have, you, you got to be able to come up. And I'm thinking the time lag is under two seconds. For the closer to the return, the more effective it is. Now, you do put yourself out. The thing about making a, a quick comeback and here me being motivational about being an asshole, right? I'm being motivational about that, right? So, so what? Like I said, it's not incongruent. This is what happens in bars. And it's hilarious. Uh, what was it? Uh, Nichols. Uh, that was Don... Rickles. Don Rickles was a comedian in the late 50s, 60s, all the way. God, he was in Casino. He was the casino uh, manager under Robert De Niro. So that's Don Rickles. I think he. I think Don Rickles may have passed away already. But he was an insult comic. He was one of the original insult comics. He was great. He was great. If. Just snapping up that thing. That's and he do it. He freewheel in front of people. Now I'm not that good, but I'm. I'd have to say I'm moderately successful. That it can hold my own. I'm not a wilting flower. I'm all that are insulting. And I think a lot has to do with uh, my time in one particular bar, McGeehan's in at Cotman Cottage in Philadelphia. So. Uh, that that was that was some really good training. It really was. I mean, you have to when you walk in there, you have to be on it sometimes, because you don't go in there when you're weak of spirit and weak of intellect. If you're going to engage in witty repartee, which. I do enjoy it. And sometimes you don't get witty repartee. You get some stupid stuff. People always have the same return thing, you know? Just like one of those morning show people. You know, they always have a horn and shit like that. You know, I put in my special effects. Do I still have my special effects in here? Um, yeah, let's see if it... No, I don't have all my special effects. But, uh, like I said, that is part of the bar culture. Let's move on. Uh, as I said, I'm looking for sponsors. I'm doing this. I want to. I want to pitch the catch restaurant and bar in Key Largo, a mile marker, mile marker 102. Open seven days a week, and uh, currently the hours. I won't. I won't say the hours, but it's open for lunch and dinner because the hours may expand. And 
as we know for future sponsors, this commercial will last for as long as the show is available, which will be for years. So, the Catch Restaurant and Bar in Key Largo, Mile Marker 102, Oceanside. A great American seafood and a great selection of non-seafood dishes. They have a appetizers such as cayenne shrimp, uh, sesame seared tuna, black and mahi tasters, uh, mahi sandwiches, burgers, Philly cheese steaks for lunch and chicken sandwiches, uh, all different types of fish sandwiches. Uh, usually uh, a selection other than mahi, they have hogfish, have yellowtail sometimes, and uh, in the evening they have a wide assortment of preparations. And if you catch uh, your own fish and have it filleted when you come in, they will cook your catch at a reduced price than normally the price for the fish you have on there. But you, you ha- there is a charge for it. And uh, you can have it served any way they prepare the food. And it's great. They have happy hour Monday through Friday, 3.30 to 6.30 with reduced drink prices and happy hour food specials. So, if you're in Key Largo or driving by and you're near Mile Marker 102, stop in and say hi. Kathy and Paige are the owners. The whole staff is friendly. I'm part of the staff, the Keys Bartender. I'm there on most evenings. Just come in and say hi. Have a great time. It's, it's a great place for friends. If you don't want to sit at the bar, don't sit at the bar. If you've got a family, got tables inside, they got t- beautiful seating outside. Okay? So come and see us. Okay, back. Back to the business. The big news was the, yesterday, the national news, and this is in politics. This is, I've talk, spoke about this before, that financial devices, financial devices, I'm not talking about mechanical devices, devices like derivatives and short selling and things that were developed over the years to enhance the profitability of traders and investors and make the financial markets opaque to the ordinary American, right? You see stocks, you see something like Google, um, Tesla, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's uh, funds, things like that. And you see them going up and you go, well, I wish I could have been part. How do, how do these brokerage houses, how do these mutual funds, how are they always making money? And how are these people making millions and billions doing this how did they make money in down markets and make money? I mean, obviously, you know how to make it in up markets. You know, buy low, sell high. That used to be the thing, right? But now people can make money when it's called short selling, when, when stocks lose money or derivatives, insuring against the loss incurred during an investment. And it is an obtuse, hard to understand financial devices that are developed by people that have been in these markets for years and learn how to manipulate. There's actually, what was it, 10 years ago when they started saying that they started having computerized trading. And, you know, when you set a limit on a stock, say when a stock hits this price, we want you to trade, buy and sell when it hits this price. And they realized that if they had an internet connection, that was a hair a hair faster, when I say that, a microsecond faster than the other connections, they could gain more money 
by having that advantage. A microsecond faster. We're not talking about five minutes, ten minutes. In the old days, it was a ticker tape, and the ticker tape took forever. If you ever seen the old movies, people watching Wall Street, and there's all, all the stocks would come out, right? I mean, you may not be familiar with the ticker tape. And now, with computerized training, if you get that advantage of a split second, and the fluctuations could be so quick, you can gain an advantage and make money doing that. So that's another one of them. So you have short selling, derivatives, uh, uh, the speed of transaction, computer trading, and things like that. <clears throat> Yesterday, a type of flash mob by small investors invaded the markets and curtailing a large short sell of GameStop and other stocks, driving up the price of GameStop stocks. Now, a lot of gaming as just like... Think of Blockbuster and things like that. That Blockbuster used to be around when you had when you first had VHS and then you went to DVDs and then um, they started losing out when streaming video started coming out. Where you can order online. And you don't have to have a DVD and things like that, right? So GameStop, you know, because how many times people they do online gaming, stuff like that. You don't really have to download the game sometimes. You can download it off the internet, things like that. You don't have to go and buy a physical DVD to do it. You can just enter the game yourself. Not yourself, your avatar or whatever you call it like that. So that's what GameStop is. There's a little kiosk and it was a, um, it's a density, it was a, I, I don't even know how they call it a retail. It was much like a jewelry store, if you think. Just a tiny uh, little space floor space you could yield lots of sales because games cost anywhere from like under a hundred to like uh, uh, over a hundred dollars i don't know i don't know how much the costs are i know gamestop was not faring that well and people were betting against it billionaires and millionaires and this flash mob inserted itself and drove up the price denying or even depleting the resources of the wealthiest people making those decisions because of online trading that was uh, like Robin Hood and all these apps that are out there that allow small traders to act like big traders. When you have millions of people that invest small amounts of people, they can match up against the bigger people. The people with... Uh, great resources and smaller group of people. I applaud that. I applaud that. It's not anti-capitalist. It's just an opaque system that makes it harder because just like the law, it should be apparent. The, you know, the laws are opaque and hard to understand. That's why you have to hire an attorney to navigate them. If you had gotten in an accident by, let's say, you're driving up the road, you turn to make that left-hand turn, someone red runs a red light, slams into you, cut and dry, you got hit. You got hit by someone that was running a red light. If you needed to sue that person, you needed, you should be able to go up there and say, "This is what happened. There's, this is what, you know, 
I was lawfully turning we had the right away and someone was running a red light and it should be cut and dry. Why in hell would you ever need an attorney? You know, sometimes there are attorneys you need to defend you and stuff like that when there's more obscure. But innocent is innocent and guilty is guilty. And you think, well, if I'm innocent, I should be able to defend myself. Yes, in all reality, you should be. But there's some things, there's nuances to that where you need that. Now, you need experts for uh, medical advice and surgery, but you don't need to pay, let's say, $5,000 for $500 or $700 of anesthesia. Right? There's a certain amount of cost in anesthesia, a certain amount of uh, for the anesthesiologist to be in there, how much are they worth? Maybe let's say, let's say they're worth $200 an hour. That's high, right? But that's pretty good, $200 an hour. Why not? Why would it, why would a, uh, why would you jack up the price for that? Why would you jack up the price for aspirin and things like that? Why would it become obtuse and stuff like that? Uh, warranties, contracts, long contract, contract law. God, I, you know, when you're purchasing a service, it should say, I will give you this service for you. You will adequately uh, provide me with programming and access to media. And I will pay you once I'm using it. Once you fail to honor your side, it's over. Right? Why would you need three pages to explain that? Who knows? But, uh, yep, that's democracy in action. The the GameStop thing, you're going to be hearing that for a little while. And I would not be surprised if there would be introduction of legislation or attempt to introduce legislation, uh, you know, federally to stop people from interfering because the people that have the lobbying power, the lobbying power in money, resources are the wealthy trading houses and mutual funds and things like that. But uh, there's a note of populism out there and people say, well, no, you know, you, you set yourself up that way and you're going you're gonna to have to deal with that. Now, if you don't understand that stuff, that's all well and good. Okay, we're going to finish up today. I'd like to thank you for listening. If there's anybody I'd like to sponsor, remember, I can, I'll write up copy and stuff like that. We'll embed the commercial into the show. It'll exist forever. And it'll especially suited for resorts, restaurants, bars, uh, dive shops, and things like that in Key Largo. And I'll be happy to talk with you. And we're going to be doing more on site when things starts opening up again which I eventually expected to do as long as everyone does their part. If you are a listener, please share the show with your friends. Like us on Facebook. If you're an iTunes listener, I implore you, iTunes listeners of the Key Keys Bartender Show, please leave a review. Um, for some reason, I understand what's happening. I have a certain amount of reviews, but in iTunes, it's only a couple 
right? Or it's just showing in iTunes. Maybe it's in, in Apple, it's 80, and iTunes is 2. So uh, Apple Music. So there, I, I don't know how that works out. But leave a positive review if you can, if you're a fan of the show. I do, I'm do. i not asking for money or anything like that. I know I was thinking about doing a one-time doing uh, one of those crazy sponsorship things. I'm not going to do it. Sponsorship's going to be through places that we go to and add value to the show. When we go to a resort, we're going to talk about lifestyle, this, this, that, and try to make it more variety. And we do do variety. We talk about that stuff. And I do appreciate you for listening from all over, from all over the country, all over the world, locally in Key Largo, uh, the Florida Keys, South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Central Florida, uh, not so much the West Coast so far, Hmm, West Coast of Florida, but going up the coast, St. Augustine, and the rest of the country. Thank you very much. Uh, Have a great day. This is Jim the Keys bartender signing off. And Remember to put on some sunscreen. That may be my new uh, sign-off. Who knows? We'll see. If you hear it again, then it's the new sign-off. Talk to you later.